All right, hey, I'm Mike. I'm the one that doesn't really read comic books, but I do like watching the movies quite a bit. And I am Jarvis. I'm the one who does read comic books, and I do also like to watch the movies quite a bit. All right, so we're going to talk about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? We're going to do the whole um, the whole series. Yep, the whole, whole thing, the whole series, whole series. Yep, whole series in an hour. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> right. Okay, hey, I've got um, I've got episode titles here. So the first one's New World Order. Oh, great. Um, yeah, okay. good title. Um, mm-hmm. and it it kind of starts out with a really good fight scene in a plane, and the bad guys are French. Um, you you don't see yeah. French bad guys a whole lot. Does that come from the comic books, or is that just something they did because they had the the actor, GSP? Well, if you remember, yeah, if you remember the actor, the guy who was like doing all the like, he's from um the Winter Soldier in the movie, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Do you remember that? that? Okay. All right, so if you watch Captain America and the Winter Soldier, uh, Cap jumps off a jumps off a Queen J into the ocean, boards a, a ship, and takes out a bunch of terrorists. And one of the terrorists is the Leaper. He's like the the French guy. So he's he's actually a comic book character called the Leaper. He's, his costume's ridiculous, okay. um, but he does a lot of kicks and stuff. Right. And then Captain America and he they fought uh, on the boat in the Winter Soldier, and he was actually pretty tough for Cap to beat. And yeah, I remember Captain America has like super serum in his body, so he's stronger than most people. Um, but the, but that guy was giving Cap a run for his money, and uh, it's interesting that they start uh, Falcon and Red Soldier with that same character because um, it's like you you anticipate that Falcon and the Leaper are going to fight, and that's going to be like a test to see if um, to see if the Falcon can be as good as Steve Rogers. So it's actually kind of interesting. Uh, that they did that, but the so the the Leaper character is from the comics one hundred percent. But as far as like uh, French bad guys, not 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 often. <laughs> okay, all right, cool. Um, yeah, so there's Torres. That's the that's Falcon's support guy for this first mission. Uh, he gives a lot of screen time, um, so I'm wondering if that means he's anybody we should know from the comics. No, that, that he's probably that's so. There's a there's a pretty good gap between my comic book memory between I would say 2004 and present, but no, like Torres isn't it. like he's just a young like military guy. Um, yeah, they, they there is a bunch of Avengers called the the Young Avengers that could come up. It's actually interesting uh, when we get to Isaiah Bradley, we'll talk more about that. But uh, Torres wasn't involved okay. in that. All right, cool. And I'm saying, and I am going to preface if I'm wrong and you're listening to this podcast, send us a a tweet or something and uh, or a message and I will correct myself and we'll talk about that later. So I could I totally could be wrong. So it's okay for me to be wrong sometimes. So I'm uh, glad you mentioned that uh the feedback. That's good. Um but maybe they're just setting him up for like a future movie too with all this screen time he's getting so Yeah, and I also think like if you look at the movie itself and you look at um the comp so to back up a little bit, the comics, Marvel comics began um, bringing in young characters and minority characters and women characters into the comics heavily around 2005, 2006. And if if you look at the MCU, they don't, they do a lot of that as well. It's like, they just don't want like a bunch of white guys running around in superhero mm-hmm. costumes. So they have like a, a Latinx um, young military guy talking to Sam uh, is, I think it's pretty important. I think it's like, sorry, not signaling anything, but it's like, Hey, you know, we have a multicultural world. And it's important to see that. Like if you, in that scene, um, Sam actually talks to uh, a, a citizen. Uh, I forget what country he's in, but he's t- he talks to him in his language. So he's speaking that language. And like, it's like, 
it's like a just it's just a sign that um you have a very colored society and like the tourist probably represents that more than anything you also got like uh just um Falcon speaking that guy's language is that he's Falcon's not like he's not just a sidekick or some chump like he's he's really no yeah 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 I think it's a, I think like just having him do that mission on his own which is if you look at the action scene with the helicopters it's pretty it's pretty intense he's flying through the air he's doing crazy acrobatics and like there's a whole meme I hate using that word but there's a whole joke online that Sam Wilson can't fight like. Sam Wilson takes out two, maybe three helicopters. I've right. seen like, multiple people in the helicopters. He saves a guy's life. Like, I don't understand. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> and Captain America couldn't do that. Like, yeah. so so Falcon can use his gear and he knows how to fly. He knows how to do these things very well. And so, like, that set, it, the show really set up that Sam, it, in his own right, is a hero, right? And so I think that, I think that was important for the show to do. Okay. All right, so this episode ends with the reveal of the new Captain America, um, and the way they the way they shot it just makes me think that we should know, or or they want the audience to know who he is. Like, should mm-hmm. should we know who he is at this point? Like, does that come from back? Yes, if you read if you read, yeah, if you read comic books, you definitely know. Um, so there's a whole story. So I'll back up a little bit. So, and then about I think around that late seventies, early eighties. Captain America had a fallout with the U.S. government. I think what happened was uh, something happened and Captain America actually saw a senator kill himself and Captain America became very jaded and upset. I forget the details of it. But he stopped being Captain America. He just called himself the captain. He still led the Avengers, but he didn't didn't call himself Captain America anymore. He gave up the costume. I think he kept the shield, but he might give the shield up too. So he actually changed his costume into a a, a darker darker costume, uh, and then John Walk, yeah, and then John Walker, uh, who he he this he was first called the Super Patriot, and John Walker took some Super Soldier serum or became he no no it wasn't Super Soldier serum that's really important he became augmented which means it was a different form it was a different thing they did to him to make him stronger and uh, if you read the comic books. He got that ability from a guy named the Power Broker, oh. which is somebody, of course, you see later. Yeah. So John Walker and his sidekick, Battlestar, both become augmented. And they and it's actually him, Battlestar, and a couple other people all become augmented. And they become like a like a super patriot, super... It's almost, if you think about it, I would say they're, they're very keen to a lot of right-wing um, political, like... Um, patriarch parties back I, that currently they were kind of had that ethos. It was like America first. We're super tough. America, we're awesome. So it went. It went kind of against Captain like America. The ends even justify the means type. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot of that stuff. <laughs> so at, at some time, uh, the government gives John Walker the Captain America status. He give they give him the co- the costume. They give him the shield. And John Walker's Captain America for a while. With his sidekick Ballstar. Uh, but then John Walker, um, I forget something happens. A group of people called the Watchdogs ends up killing his mom and dad. And I think he goes on a crazy spree and kills a bunch mm-hmm. of them. Uh, but, at some, but at some point, uh, John Walker and Captain America have a fallout. So they just fight. And then Captain America takes back the shield and the mantle. And then John Walker, if you watch the end of the series, John Walker does the government gives him the title of U.S. agent and gives him his own shield. 
And John Walker's been around uh, comic books for a very long time. He's been he's been in comic books since probably the early '80s. So like so like what forty almost forty years, which is really depressing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, jeez. Um, but um, yeah, he's been and he's he's so you have to understand that at a certain point, comics there became this like darker sort of thing going on in the like late 80s early 90s and through the 90s almost to the 2000s comics became a lot darker and a lot more violent and the reason they did that was to get more people to read their comics mm -hmm. and there's one character you can blame for that which is wolverine kids were buying wolverine comics like they couldn't stop it was like candy to them if wolverine was on a cover or wolverine was on anything people bought it and Marvel said, well, people like these dark characters. So, so they started doing that for almost all their characters. They made all their characters very dark, very violent, very angry, very, very, it was a, it was a darker time for Marvel. And so from Spider-Man to Daredevil to Captain America, like, it was always a darker version of them. And so for US agent, he was that darker version. Okay. Uh, and they kept him around for quite a bit. So yeah. So, so yeah, when John Walker in the TV show walked down the steps and, and looked at us with the shield, we all knew the story of who he was and what he was going to do. If you read comics, right. if you didn't read comics, you, you had no yeah, idea. I, don't, yeah, I, I had no idea. Um, didn't know what his name would be, but so you did. That's cool. Um, so in, in this, you said that he got his um, augmentation from the power broker, but it wasn't super soldier serum. In the TV yep. show, he does get super soldier serum kind of from the power broker, but it's like accidental and indirect. So that's... yeah. They they kind of took what was in the comics and remixed it a lot. That's yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. All right, so new new episode, um, the Star Spangled Man, um, second episode. Um, the yeah. Flag Smashers are kind of introduced in this episode. Are, are they from the comics? It's a the name is a bad name in my opinion. It, yeah, no, the Flag Smashers were definitely in the comics. They were they were low low key. Like they had to dig real deep to find them, but they they are in the comics. They actually took I I forget what the original Flash Smashers were about, um, but they definitely took them and changed them a lot to make them fit the modern day. But yeah, they're they're from the comics. Okay. And then uh like a few times Androids, Aliens, and Wizards comes up in conversation, like the they call it the big three. That also mm -hmm. feels like it could be something that came from the comics. I don't remember that exact term. But it's funny they say that because uh, androids, aliens, and wizards, that was them setting up, that was the MCU setting up a few things. So first, androids calls back to WandaVision, of course, right? With, um, with um, they want to keep everybody remembering WandaVision because it technically, this is really interesting, technically there is a vision uh, at the time period that Lyme and Walker flying around. Like, if, did you, you watched WandaVision, that correct? Was yeah, of course. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so at the end, you had the White Vision. We could talk about WandaVision all day. I, I don't want to do that. But at the end, um, White Vision flies off. He says, I am the Vision. It flies off. And that had a lot to do with a lot of different Avengers stuff. It's, it's pretty heavy. Um, but so they call out Android. So they're, they're calling out to Vision. Aliens, um, if you watch the end of WandaVision, we understand that this, the, the skulls are walking around doing some stuff with Nick Fury. Right. And there's been hits. There's been a lot of hits that... Um, Captain Marvel 2 is going to deal with aliens and they've already announced the Secret Invasion um, series with Nick Fury and some others that's going to be with it. Secret Invasion is a whole different thing I don't want to get into it but it's a whole thing so anyway 
So, and then Wizards is going to be, there's going to be a movie with Dr. Strange and uh, Wanda Maximoff about Dr. Strange and multiverse. So I, I think basically what that was, was just like a more of an MCU call out, trying to, trying to get people in their heads to think about what they've already established and what they're going to move on in the future. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. It just seemed, seemed a little weird the way they were throwing it around mm-hmm. a few times. Okay, cool. Um, is is Red Wing new? I don't I don't remember that from any of the previous movies. Red Wing was in um, Captain America: Civil War. He was he did have a like that little robot did have a couple different scenes in this in the in the in the movie in the Captain America: Civil War. But and this is a little blow your mind. Red Wing is technically in the comic books. He's a bird, and he and and Sam Wilson can telepathically talk to the bird. There's a lot going on. We'll talk about Sam Wilson mm-hmm. a little bit, but um, so apparently somehow I don't really know why this. And when Sam Wilson was first introduced, the Red Skull gave Sam Wilson telepathic powers to talk to birds. And I'm not 100 percent why, but he can. He does have a sidekick called Red Wing that is a actual bird that flies around with him and can they communicate telepathically. It's a whole thing. Okay, that is a very strange superpower. It, it it is, but it's also like, how can I put this? It's not strange when you read the comic books. <laughs> it's like, oh, Sam Wilson, like, cause like the, the how Sam Wilson flies is sort of ambiguous, but it's it's technology. It's actually we'll talk about this in a little bit, um, probably hopefully, but um, it's never really clear because you see people fly around in comic books, and you know, and we don't have a really science thing to, to explain it. But with Sam Wilson, it's always been technology. But it is kind of strange that for somebody who has tech, uses tech to fly, he has a, te- a telepathic connection to right. the bird. So it, it is yeah. kind of strange. Yeah, it it, it is strange, Mike. It, I think this is a good change having a having a drone instead. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So at the uh, like near the end of this episode, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier they go to Baltimore, I think it is. Um. Yeah. And there's a, like a couple of kids on the street, and one of the kids mm-hmm. calls Doc and Black Falcon. And there's a whole exchange about that. Is is that a reference to the comics or is it just a joke? That's a reference to Black Lightning. So if you look at Black Lightning from DC Comics, there's a character called Black Lightning, right? Because he's black, but he has lightning powers. And, and there is, there it, there is, it's actually really interesting. It's a very small thing that I'm very surprised Marvel did. There's a lot of people who would call Falcon Black Falcon. Like, like people who read the comics would say this is that's Black Falcon, mm. um, but his actual name is Falcon. I got, I, did, I wrote an article about this about Black sidekicks and and comics. I wrote I'll send a link to you, um, and that kind of runs it down. And while I was writing this article a few years ago, I had to look up and see if he's actually called Black Falcon or Falcon. It is actually called right. Falcon. Okay. So th- that was the exchange. That was kind of a really deep a uh, deep dive into like a lot of like Black psychic stuff. Because like there's like Black Falcon, uh, not maybe not, not Black Falcon, Black Lightning is kind of is, is one. There's a few others, and so it's interesting when when Sam says, "I'm not Black Falcon, I'm Falcon." That says a lot. That's like that's saying something about his character. It's also digging into some real nuanced comic book stuff that only people who read comic books heavily can get into. Because I'm almost pretty sure that um, in the comics, at some point, people call him Black Falcon. So again. It's really interesting that he brought that up. It's this it's a joke, but it's also doing some interesting things as far as like the uh, the nuances of comic books. It's really it's I, it's really fascinating. We could talk about I could talk about that just all day long. Okay. Uh well, 
but it's really, it's really yeah, we'll fast. the link that you mentioned in the show notes. If you can read that, that's cool. Okay, great. All right, new, new app, um, Power Broker. Next episode, it's the third in the series. Um, okay. So this might be a bad guess on my part, but I'm guessing that the GRC is not from the comics because it's it's because of the blip. And for my, yeah. as far as I know, the blip is only the Marvel Cinematic Universe thing that never happened in the comics. Uh, incorrect. The blip does happen in the comics, but it doesn't happen the way they do it there. Uh, we could, uh, we, we are eventually going, we are eventually going to do, um, Infinity Wars and Endgame. Right. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. If we do those, then I'll go way more yeah. into it. But there, what Thanos does snap his fingers in the comics and he does erase half of all life okay. in the universe. Cool. I didn't know that. Um, but, but, but that's a, but the GRC is definitely just for MCU. Okay, so the GRC is just for MCU, but the blip did happen. Okay, yeah, cool. Uh, that's good to know. I that that's kind of surprising to me that like, because the blip for me, somebody that doesn't read comic books, was pretty big surprise. Um, um oh, dude, I can't. When we get to, when we get to Infinity War, it's the whole thing. I got a lot of stuff talking about that. Um, I I, I, I got. We're just doing thoughts on the West Soldier, so I'm trying. We gotta stay on time. Right, so, oh, we got we got yeah our episodes to get through after this one so yeah yeah so we know we know good on time but uh you know the blip does happen in the comics it's very interesting and that's not and to be honest with you um what Thanos does in the Infinity War is far more um tragic and in the comics than it is in the movies more tragic in the comics than in the movies so we. Yeah, wait, it's like, it's, it's heavy, dude. It's heavy. Yeah. But anyway, we'll have to get into that in a future episode. Cool. All right. Um, just, is there anything you want to tell us about Zemo? I know that he was in previous movies, but I don't, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Zemo is a baron. So Zemo is, you got to understand. So what happened around the late 90s, early 2000s, Kurt Brunswick created a comic called Thunder thunder something thunderbolts thunderbolts and thunderbolts was these new superheroes that came like this is a long story mike i can't even get into it right now but at certain point a lot of superheroes in marvel left the universe and were just kind of considered dead and it, the marvel universe didn't have a lot of heroes and so these thunderbolts showed up these new characters but they were in secret villains that were that were masquerade as heroes to get the, the world to trust them. And the leader was Baron Zemo. No one cared about Baron Zemo until the Thunderbolts comics really came into play. And what? Because it was just a massive success. It was massive success. And Zemo is considered super smart, super like really good fighter, real like cunning. And so the, the movie, the MCU are, did okay with him. And they could have done so much more, so much more. The, and the idea that Zemo hates superheroes is strictly an MC thing, MCU thing. He doesn't really have that ideology in the comics. His ideology is I'm smarter than everybody else. And I want to rule the world. Like um, but like, uh, like in, the, the, in, the MC in the MCU, like that's a cool. Yeah, they did. They did some. Yeah, they did some good work with him. I think. Um, it's, is it? I, I kind of wish he was a little more cunning and a little more interesting. But he's okay for what they did. The purple mask was kind of fun. I I, I wish they, I wish we could get more into why he has that purple mask because he in the comics he has that purple purple mask of course and he's considered a really good swordsman. 
um, in the comics, but in the in the MCU, they didn't really explain why he's wearing the purple mask. But yeah, so, so Zemo's a whole thing. Um, I liked how they handle him in the MCU, um, but uh, I, I wish they would have done a lot more with Zemo, to be honest. Yeah, I, I figured the purple mask thing was like a callback to the comics because they, yeah. it kind of, it features very lightly, but there's like three, I think at least three specific places where it, it shows up and you can tell it's kind of a wink to comic book readers. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, while this show was going on, you know, people were talking about it on Twitter. I've seen people mention that Madripoor is like really big in the comics. I know, I know absolutely yeah. nothing about it. Um, what's up with that place? Madripoor is straight from the X-Men. So this was, this, this was one of the first places from the X-Men comics that's featured in the MCU. So they're definitely going to do X-Men stuff uh, at some point. We've, we've, we don't know when, but uh, Marvel could do it at any time if people would flip out. But we know that we know that Disney and Marvel have, has bought the rights from the X-Men from whoever they had from. I think it was Sony. Uh, and then, and, and now they can do uh, X-Men comic. They can do X-Men movies. Marvel can. So at some point, X-Men are going to have to integrate into uh, Marvel, which was why uh, the one division was so interesting because they had the actor who played Quicksilver from the X-Men movies play Quicksilver. It's the whole thing, uh, blah, 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 nerd stuff. But anyway, Madripoor was a big place for Wolverine. So Wolverine um, was in Madripoor. He did a lot of Madripoor stuff. He was he had an eye patch. He was called, I think he was called Patch. I think that was his name. He called himself Patch when he was in Madripoor. Uh, but it's it's a definitely X Men place. It's it, but it is almost exactly like they portrayed in the comics. If you could take Madripoor from the comics and put it in the MCU, they did a very good job at Madripoor. It is just like that. It was always dark, lawless. Uh, so they did a really good. And I'm very excited about Madripoor. They sh they should do more stuff for that. That was a great place. They they did a really good job. And um, everybody got excited because that's a real place that's that is mostly mentioned in the X Men comics. That's now in the MCU. It's there now. We have it, and so that's that's going to be more places to to build on for uh, X Men comic stuff when they start doing it in the in the in the movies. All right, cool. That's all I had for that episode. So the next one up is the whole world is watching. A great great title for this episode, um, based on what happens at the end of it. Um, so Carly's elderly friend Danya Madani. Um, they say that name a few times and the way they say it seems like it's a significant name that maybe people that read the comic books would recognize. I did. You know what? I should have Googled that before, but I, I, I never heard of it. It's not something significant. It might be a character who's like a very small character somewhere, but I, it's not, it's not a big deal. Okay. All right, cool. Well, maybe a listener knows what that means and can tell us about it. The listeners, if you if you if I heard anything, but I think it'd be fun to have the listeners yeah. do that. So, if listeners, if you if I'm wrong on that, please let us know because I could be totally wrong on that. Okay, all right, yeah. So, like, there weren't a whole lot of questions that I had from this episode because it's basically just a it's a play of watching John Walker and how much of a jerk he can be. Yeah, so it's interesting. So we have so that's when Battlestar gets killed, right? Yeah, and that's what sets up the so ending of this episode. Yeah, so if you look at Battlestar, like, it, it, in, in movie tropes, like science fiction movies and other movies, the black actor dying is, like, a thing. Like, Jurassic Park, like, um, like what's-his-face, Samuel Jackson gets killed. The black yes. actor usually gets... Yeah, the black actor usually gets killed in these movies. And so, by killing him, 
it's it's sort of like doing some interesting stuff with the the trope of the black sidekick like the black side this is gonna be a, a short side but the black sidekick in comics is really interesting because if you look at iron man he has a black sidekick which was um rose roadie right if you look at captain america he has a black sidekick it's the falcon if you look at uh there's probably a couple of other words. Oh, yeah. If you look at Green Lantern, he has a black sidekick, which is um, Jim. I forget his name. But he has a black sidekick as well, like a black Green Lantern. These black characters didn't have the support for their own books. But Marvel and other comic book companies knew that black people needed somebody to identify to. So it's like, okay, here is these sidekicks that work alongside this white, like these white superheroes. And to have him killed... Is sort of like calling back to the white, the, the black tropes being killed. It's, it's doing some interesting things with storytelling. And like, it's like, it's also allowing John Walker to go crazy and kill the actor, the, the bad guy at the end. But it's also like, sort of like showing how Marvel ha has marginalized black characters in the comics before and using them as like tropes and using them as just like, as a can father. Mm -hmm. and, and seeing that now allows us to talk about that in the show and also it's almost like you have you have falcon and the winter soldier working together and then you have john walker and the Star working together and john walker and Star represent what marvel used to be versus what falcon and the winter soldier is now it's very interesting what they did i, I actually like the idea they killed him off like that because it just it allows us to it, it allows some interesting emotional play but it also allows us to have a conversation about what it means to be a black superhero, right? Like, it's it, you're not just like a toss away person. And like, it's interesting if you if we go forward a little bit uh, to the end episode when um, the the woman, the Carly, says that uh, Battlestar didn't matter, right? Mm -hmm. And like, of course, like Black Lives Matter, and then he's and like she says he doesn't matter. It's not it's a lot going on. It's almost so much going on that you can't get your head around it completely. But they do some they're doing some interesting things, and so yeah, so in the comics. Battlestar is still alive. He's still there. He's actually super soldier. He has powers. He's not dead. Um, but it's really interesting. But John Walker does murder people in the comics. So yeah, you it, said earlier that the so the, what sends him off in a rage in the comics is his parents getting killed. Exactly. And in this one, so, it's Battlestar getting killed. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So it, he, I'm. It, so at, at at some point. The like his, uh, these guys called the Watchdogs, which which I think, and this is hold me to this. I think the Watchdogs are going to be the villains for any guy next Captain America movie because they are a right right wing group terrorist. Group. Okay, so that's so. I mean, if you look sadly in our society right now, right, right wing terrorist groups are a whole thing. So I, that that'd be a really interesting thing for them to do. It would uh, uh, okay. So uh, I I think that. When uh, John Walker murders that guy to end, it is similar. It is calling back to what happened to him in the comics, right? Yeah, and just uh, like for the the series, out of the two of those guys, um, you know, Battlestar was the more much more likable character for me. Um, yeah, he was interesting. Yeah, and he he was. It's, it's almost like this is a little maybe heady for for me in a comic book movie, but um, Battlestar was almost like. Um, John Walker's con uh, conscious or morality. Conscious, yeah, no. You know, he was the he was the um, positive influence, I guess, on on John Walker. You know, yeah, kind of no, helped yeah. him. There, there was like one time where 
you know, John Walker just wanted to go in blazing and take out um, Carly and and Battlestar kind of held him back. And now Battlestar is gone, so there's nobody holding John Walker back. Yeah, and we could, like, you're absolutely right. And I think that if John Walker had to take the super soldier serum, John Walker wouldn't have been able to go toe-to-toe with those super soldiers. Mm-hmm. And that means that he would have, that means, like, the reason why I think Carly went all out against uh, Battlestar is because she was dealing with uh, John Walker, who was so superpowered. So she had to like defend herself more than she normally would. So mm-hmm. in a weird way, I think it was John Walker's fault. If he wouldn't have escalated, um, it wouldn't have been like that. But I mean, that's just kind of right. here there. But you know, you know that you know that's just kind of to a side. But I do I do think that um, the death of, of Battlestar, I think it was I don't think it was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that it it was handled well, right? Okay, All right. So that's it for that episode. Um, right. Second to last. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Go ahead. Wait. Um, no, we'll get to that later. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Second to last episode. Truth. Um. All right. So who's the lady with the long name? Val, but don't call her Val. Oh God. So I actually did some looking up on this before. Like Val, there's a character called Valerie. I forget her last name. She ran the X. She ran X Factor, which is uh, which. So uh, okay, this sounds like another X Men tie-in. It is. It is. And I really need to get her name right. So give me like three seconds to find it real quick. Yeah. So, All, uh, while you're doing that, I will say, I think this episode that we're talking about was the only one that had a post-credit scene. No, there's two. Oh, which was the last episode had the last episode had post-credit scene. Oh. I did not. Well, did I? Yeah, we'll talk. About, I'll, talk I'll, I'll, I'll get you to it. Okay. So in the comics, it, there's a character called Valerie Cooper. Val. Okay. Val Cooper. Yeah. Val Cooper ran the X Factor. So at some point, the United States government needed a superhero team, but they didn't. They also wanted to reach out to mutants. So the U.S. government created X Factor, which was let's see how nerdy I can get. Havoc, Multiple Man, uh, Strong Man. Um, Wolf Spain. Uh, oh my God, keep going. Come on, you can do it. Polaris. Uh, Quicksilver was in there, and one more. Come on, you can do it. I ah, forget the rest of them. Okay, and it was a superhero team that was re- that was that was lit- led by Havoc, but Val Cooper was the handler. So she was in charge of making sure that the the X Factor had that assignments and stuff like that. The the battle they 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 the battle that they showed in um the Winter Soldier isn't the same one. She doesn't have the same last name. But she does the same function. Mm. So basically, basically, it's the same pe- person. Unless they unless they introduced a new vowel, which I don't think so. But she acts the same way. So like, hey, I'm the boss. I'm in a secret government thing. So yeah, so she's going to be around a while. And I think she's going to do some interesting stuff. I'm, I'm glad they used uh, Julia Dreyfus to do that. But yeah, vowels are the comics for sure. Is there also somebody named Contessa or... Yeah, but I think they might be conflating a couple characters. Um, I can look into this. I'm sure. I'm sure someone out there knows more about this than I do. But I, I think that the, that Marvel just wanted to give Julia Dreyfus a little bit of flair by giving her her last names and stuff like that. Right. But it's definitely Val Cooper, 100. percent That's that's who that that's who they're basing off basing off of. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, you mentioned the name Isaiah Bradley uh, earlier. I don't really have any questions about him. Um, maybe I should. I have. think. Our- yeah, our our listeners need to know that Isaiah Bradley is from the comics, and in canon, 
that happened. There was there was a black Captain America uh, before the original Captain America. Actually. Oh wait, I did not. So I didn't pick up on him being a black Captain America. He, but in the comics, he was a black Captain okay. America. He had a shield. He had the suit. He had the whole thing. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and that was before um, Steve Rogers. I, I almost want to say yes. I like maybe I like, maybe not in the comics, but in like the timeline. It would be before yeah, Steve Rogers. Yeah, so this, they they put this out in the nineties, I think, or late two thousand. So, but they they kind of rejiggered the can. But basically, uh, I could be wrong on this, so somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. Basically, the U.S. government did tests on black soldiers to create the super soldier serum, and they and then Isaiah Bradley was the first Captain America, right, and he right. did some stuff before Steve. But his son, that yeah, young kid, yeah, Millie. He actually gets. He actually has powers because of their 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 ge- genetic relationship, right. and he ends up becoming the superhero. He ends up becoming, I think, the Patriot or something like that. Oh, so he so he so actually him being on the show, he could easily become a superhero at some point. So it's actually kind of cool they they gave him prominence. Cool. Okay. Um, is is Isaiah Bradley's nurse someone we should know? He talks about how I a think- nurse was the one that kind of. No, him I don't think so. Okay, I didn't know if it. Was... I, I didn't. I didn't read this. I I should go back. I didn't read these comics. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of I know about them just because. Um, but it, they might it might be tied back to the comics and that. But for no, some I'm... reason, I don't know why I was thinking maybe it was a Carter somewhere along the way that was his nurse. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. All right. That would be interesting. Um. Okay. Yeah. So the game of catch that uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon are playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the shield. Um, so the way that was shot made it seem almost like they were, you know, whoever caught it last when the scene ended was going to be the person that becomes the new Captain America. At least that's the way I was reading it. Um, so that makes me wonder, was Winter Soldier ever Captain America in the comics? So you've re- you really never read these comics at all, have you? No. Uh, I so the reason I've never read comics is I like I got into comic books a little bit when I was a kid, but the way I read them, I always spoil it for myself by reading a like panels ahead. So like the format just doesn't work for me. Hmm. That's crazy because like yes. So okay. So uh, this was interesting. This is really interesting. We got time. For a long time, there was a run joke that the only superhero who's ever dead and stays dead is Bucky. That was the truth. When I saw reading comments back in the late 80s, that was the truth. I, that, that was everybody knew that they brought ca- comic book characters back all the time, mm-hmm. but they will never bring back Bucky. They never will, right? Because he's dead. He's been dead. It's really interesting. He Bucky sacrificed his life in order to save a bunch of people. He was on this ship or something, and he ends up sacrificing his life. Uh, so wait, does that mean the Winter Soldier was never in the comics? Well, no, he's definitely in the comics because it was very controversial. He shows back up. Okay. He shows up. The Winter Soldier shows up, and nobody knows who he is. And it, it, but I did. I was reading the comics, and I was like, they're going to make it. So but he comes back as he's Bucky, and it ends up the Winter Soldier ends up being Bucky. And I just, like, lost it. I was like, you can't do this. <laughs> you can't bring back Bucky. That's a rule. And I was very upset. Yeah. Um. But I got over it, of course. Yeah. And um, at some point, Captain America dies. It's a long story. It involves Tom Bullets. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and the word Tom Bullets is a thing. Don't worry about it. 
But then uh, the Winter Soldier takes up the mantle, and he is Captain America. He does become Captain America for 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 a little bit. Okay. Um, but then he gives it up, and uh, he's back to Steve Rogers, and then Steve Rogers uh, loses his powers and gives it to Sam Wilson. So yeah, so it's actually interesting. I'm surprised. Like, there's some tension in the show mm-hmm. for viewers and between Sam Wilson and um and uh, Bucky because. It's in canon that Bucky becomes Captain America. And I think a lot of us is wor- were worried that Bucky would just take the shield and he would be Captain America himself. He does kind of, he does say that he's going to do it himself, right? Uh, so we're all, ner- we're, we were all nervous. Like I was nervous that at some point they're going to have a falling out and then uh, Bucky takes the shield and becomes Captain America. But I'm glad they didn't do that. And that scene where they're going back and forth with the shield, I think they did a very good job very briefly bringing up the idea that the Winter Soldier could be Captain America, mm-hmm. but he's not going to be. I think they did a really good job with that. I really do. Right. Because uh, it, it was definitely a place that they could have done that. They could have went there. Uh, I'm glad they didn't, but they could have. That was a cool scene. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so this was the one post-credits scene I, I knew about at the end of Truth. Um, and it's basically like a callback to uh, Iron Man, I think. Um, where you've got making the sh- where it, John Walker's making his own shield. John Walker's making his own shield. Um, so it's almost like um, Iron Man, where Iron Man, where you know Tony Stark is making the the first Iron Man, mm-hmm. and then also the I think I think a post credit scene where the Russian dude is yeah. doing some kind of construction in a lab. Yeah, yeah, no, that's from Iron Man Two. It's, right. it's in the it's in the middle of the, it's at the beginning of the of the of the movie. Okay, he's making this. I was thinking that was a he's making his, that, thing that, too. Okay. That's Whiplash. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Whiplash. No, so like the shield. Let's talk about the shield for a second. So the shield, Captain America's shield was made by the U.S. government. It wasn't made by Tony Stark in the comics. The government, but in the MCU, it was made by Tony Stark, right? Yeah, and the MCU was made by Tony Stark's father. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but in the comics, it was made by the U.S. government, whoever that is. And um, the um, the shield is part vibranium, part steel. So it's a steel vibranium high, uh, alloy. In the movies, it's 100% vibranium. Yeah, in the movies, they only yeah. talk about it being vibranium. So wait, wait, yeah, let, com- me, let me pause you for a second. All right, so sure. Val, the lady with the long name, yep. tells John Walker that the shield doesn't really belong to the government. It's kind of a legal gray area or something. Yep. Is that like a, a wink at the two different origins of the shield in the movies and the comics? Yes, hundred percent. In the in the comics, that shield definitely belongs to the U.S. government, hundred um, percent. But it's in the movies, it is a gray area. And you know what? Even in the comics, I think it's a gray area. I think it's like no one really addresses who owns the shield. Like it's like nowhere. Captain America owns it. It's his, right? Because uh, the government gave it to him, so yeah. In, in reality, yeah, nobody owns, like Captain America owns that shield. He can give it to whoever he wants. And the movies, if you're talking about MCU, um, that shield, I'm not really sure exactly how it works as far as legal gray area. But if you watch the uh, the first Avenger, uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, um, Tony Stark's father gives him the shield. But anyway, okay. In the comics, John Walker gets a shield too. I don't know if it's vibranium or not. Cause like, okay, so you have to understand in the comics, there's two different metals that are highly respected. 
actually three, but we'll just say two right now. Vibranium, which absorbs vibrations, yeah. and antimantium, which is technically the strongest metal on Earth. Okay. And everybody knows that Wolverine's bones are made of antiman- antimantium. Antimantium has not been um, talked about in the MCU at all yet, and it probably will at some point. Uh, but the vibranium steel shield is supposed to be as strong as anti- ad- adamantium. So whenever you have characters carrying like vibranium shields or antimantium weapons, it's always kind of like, oh, cool, right? It's, a, it's just a cool factor. Mm-hmm. And the fact that John Walker is making his own shield as steel in his basement is like uncool. I mean, at, at the end of it, he throws his shield down. It's all broken and bent up because it, right. you know, it's, it's not as strong as the other shields. Yeah. So, um, but and the sound, the sound that it makes, it makes a really bad sound when it's getting. Yeah, it's like clang, clang. Yeah, it's actually interesting. It's like, oh, this shield's terrible. Where's the other shield? Right. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it, yeah it's kind of funny. Like, they they did a really good job of that. Um, but um, in the comics, I think they give John Walker's shield. It probably is vibranium or some kind of hybrid at some point. Uh, but he has several shields he goes through over a course of time. Okay. The act, the actual shield, Captain America's shield. That thing is as close to godlike as you could possibly get. Like if right. if the MCU was going to explode and they had they had to put, build a time capsule, mm-hmm. Captain America's shield is going into that time capsule. Right. It's iconic. It's highly respected. Everybody knows it, and so it's it's super important not just in the Captain America mythos, but in the MCU mythos as well. It's like Mjolnir, Thor's hammer. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, the movies have done that more than the comics. People didn't like Captain America comics for a long time, man. They thought Captain America was the lamest character anyone could ever deal with. Captain America was super lame. And the last 20 years, he's really, the MCU and the comics themselves have done a great job making Captain America a cool character. They've, they've done a great job. Because when I was reading comics as a kid, no one liked Captain America. No one. Yeah. And like now, everybody loves him. Yeah, Chris Evans, too. Like, he was perfectly cast yeah. for captain america 100 percent, 100 percent. cool all right um last episode um one world one people mm-hmm. um who is the power broker in the comics i don't know i don't think anybody knows and it doesn't matter because nobody cares but it's not sharon it's not sharon carter 100 percent. but in the mcu or it is sharon. it is it, it in mcu they made her a power broker we'll have to see how it goes Sharon Carter is always a very straight lace, kind of like a double, not a double agent, but like a secret agent kind of person, like doing what she has to do to save the world. The fact that they're making another power broker, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, we have to just wait and see how they do it. Okay. Maybe she's just taking credit for the power broker, but no, it seems like she really is the power broker. Yeah, we'll see. They, she had a real dark turn, and hopefully the Captain America movie is going to come out and the shows, whatever, are going to help her come back to the light. At least I hope so. So you mentioned um, earlier about Captain America, Steve Rogers, I guess, at this point, Mm -hmm. at some point had a dark period where his suit was dark. Yeah. Okay. So Uh, you you remember at the the end of the episode where Jar Walker comes out? That's what what I flashed you when you said that. Yeah. That's the, that's the costume that Captain America in the comics wore. Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers made that costume. Then U.S. agent took that costume when he became U.S. agent. So that costume Good. was worn by C. Rogers and U.S. agent. Yeah. Okay. So, and U.S. agent is from the comics, not a made up. Yeah, he's still from the comics, hundred percent. Yep. All right. Um, what do you think will happen with John Walker? 
from this point out? Uh, if the comics, if anything, he's going to be like a like a dark agent for this, the government doing some behind the scenes stuff. He's going to definitely tangle with Captain America, the new Captain America. He's going to tangle with him and, and um, Bucky a lot. Uh, he's going to do some covert activities. But I think he's. I think John Walker went heavy in the comics. John Walker went heavy against um, right wing terrorists. And, and again, if I if if I know the way the comics are going, the Watchdogs are going to come up, uh, and he's going to, to he's probably going to, have to deal with that. It, I I imagine that if they do another series or a movie and John Walker's in it. I just here's my deal. I think the next Captain America movie is going to be about the Watchdogs. It's going to be about racism and right wing extremism. Mm -hmm. It's going to involve Sam Wilson. It's going to involve um, John Walker. I can bet you a million dollars that's what they're going to do. So it's it, this. It, yeah, it seemed like they, um, you know, the whole series long, John Walker is a huge jerk pretty much from the mm -hmm. get go. Like they, there's a very brief period of time after he's introduced where, you know, it's kind of like he's the all American boy. Mm -hmm. But that goes south pretty quickly. Like he's just a jerk throughout. It seems like they threw a real curve, like they tried to redeem him in this last episode. So you're I think Gerald Walker is a complicated person. Even yeah. in the comic books, he's a jerk, but he's also likable at the same time. Okay. So I, I think that um like John Walker's a complicated individual. And I think some people are gonna love him, some people are gonna hate him, but he's definitely gonna be a polarizing figure, and I am fine with that. It's gonna be somebody interesting to watch. Right. Uh, and so I don't want them to just toss him away. I hope they, they really treat him with, with, with some respect because I think he, he uh, well, he's, John Walker is like the America that Americans want versus what America actually is. America is a multicultural country with different ethnicities and different cultures mingling together, working together for a common goal. We're not cowboys running down the street punching anybody we don't like. And that's the John Walker character. I feel like as long as they have a John Walker character, they can use. They can have a good contrast between what America it thinks it wants to be versus what it actually is. Okay. All right. So you think he's going to be largely a, a, I guess, a good force working for the U.S. government as U.S. agent. In, yeah, hundred percent in the future. Okay. Yeah, he will. Cool. Um. What like I, you know? Other than that, like, where do you think this? Do you have any? opinions on how this leads into like either they've been very cagey about whether they're going to do a second series of of this show yeah man so they called it so here's so here's what i'm thinking okay first before i get into that uh if you look at sam wilson's captain america costume it is a hundred percent from the comics i can't stress to you enough that's how that's how a costume looked at the comic books the wings the shield on the back the white stripe, everything. It's just like they did. Written. And like at first, I was like, "This is ugly." But now that I saw it in action, I was like blown away. And actually, I became very emotional when I saw Sam Wilson as Captain America. I think they did a very good job making him Captain America, and um, I can't wait to see him in the movies. And so, uh, so in this show, he got his suit from. Um, or, oh yeah! Oh yes! In the comics, he does. In the comics. In the early, 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 when he first became Falcon, he does get that technology from Black Panther. So, like, this is in the 80s, man. Okay. So, the Wakanda, so the fact that they did that, it was really cool. So, that's calling back to the comics heavy. So, that technology, his wings, his, his ability to fly, is from Wakanda, which is actually pretty. Also, was a bit of a callback to Pulp Fiction, in my mind. 
with this, the, the, the play opens the case. It looks at right. yeah, I can, I can see that. Yeah, Scott, from which yeah. we you know Samuel L. Jackson is from too. So, um, okay, yeah. So you were talking more about I guess Captain America's suit and yeah, I mean, so we were talking about it becoming a series or not. That um, I think so. The Marvel MCU DC right now can do anything they want, and I think fan reaction was the reason why they announced Captain America four. I think. They could have said, we're making a Captain America and Winter Soldier series, or we're making a movie. Right. Which one do you want? And I think people were like, we want a movie. I seriously do think that. Hey, the amount of money and technology and ability that Marvel has right now, they can, they can do, they can sit in a room, look at tweets, look at fan engagement, and decide, okay, green light this movie. This is obviously going to make us a movie. Right? And like, and if you think about it, they did that in a day. Like, I don't think Captain America 4 is planned. I don't think they were saying we're going to make an America 4 for real. I think they said, we're going to see how people like the series. Mm-hmm. If enough people like Sam Wilson's Captain America, if we see some good fan engagement, we'll make a movie. And I think they saw it and they said, we'll make a movie. And I'm super happy they're making a movie because I think uh, Anthony Mackie and Sam Wilson and Captain America, uh, as Sam Wilson as Captain America, deserve a movie. I think... The show did a good job, but I think a movie, the big screen, the bigger budget, is going to make that look really, really cool. I can't wait to see what they do. Is Bucky going to be his sidekick in the movie? I think uh, Barnes, the Winter Soldier, will be in it. I don't know if it'll be a sidekick, but they'll be together. Yeah. The, the, it's a pretty cool pairing in the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. It's super cool. They did really, at the end when they're walking off and like uh, Bucky bats him on the back. Mm-hmm. It's like it's 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 a hey, Bucky was right the entire series that Sam Wilson should be Captain America. And I think at the very end when Sam Wilson's walking down the street with the uniform and the shield, it just looks right to me. It looks like it it, it almost feels like if you could put Steve Rogers in that same situation, it would feel right too. You know what I'm saying? Like it feels good. Right. Cool. All right. So I missed the post credit scene on this one. Um, there's a post credit scene where um, Sharon Carter is talking to the to the U.S. government, and the U.S. government gives her a pardon and also gives her a job in the government. And as she's walking off, she's on a phone call and she says, "Hey, call the uh, line of my buyers. I'm about to be able to sell all these secrets from the government." And like that's how it ends, which is kind of a shitty way for it to end. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I'm on the fence about how they treated Sharon Carter. So I just have to wait and see how they treat her. So I, I, I just have to wait and see what, how, how it feels. Right. Okay, cool. All right, so uh, that's it for our first episode, talking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything we missed. Yeah. Um, can't really think of anything. Uh, the Captain America, like, Sam Wilson looks really good as Captain America. Uh, and to my knowledge, uh, the Winter Soldier never gets a Wakandan arm he doesn't give our brain arm from the Wakandans. oh and to my so that's a question to my is sam wilson's yeah, captain america suit made out of vibranium at all sam wilson's wings are 100 percent made of vibranium as as far as the cloth the suit right. there has been it has probably has vibranium around it i don't think it's bulletproof necessarily but it definitely is like it probably is vibranium all over that thing yeah 100 percent. the wings that's are 100 wakanda so yeah they're not gonna make yeah. They're not gonna make it. Yeah, that, that's all about bringing all throughout that stuff. Yeah, and that's what Black Panther suit was made out of too, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what? So and uh, anything you made? and also like yeah, it's a couple things from my miss. Like um, 
and the, the they call the Winter Soldier the White Wolf. Um, that, to my knowledge, he is never. They might have retconned this or made a series about this, but the White White Wolves are secret secret Wakanda agents from Wakanda. It was actually a series called uh, Black Panther: The White Wolves. They're secret agents, and so it's cool they made say a little to the White Wolf. That's kind of cool, but uh, to my knowledge, it doesn't. They they didn't do that in the comic books that much. Okay. Uh, what else? Other than that, they did a pretty good job with everything. I think they did a pretty good job with the series. I, I like that. I think they could have they could have been shorter or a little bit more intense. Uh, it didn't have a lot of the mis, mis it, it didn't have a lot of the creativity that WandaVision had, but it did what it wanted. I mean, to it's do. hard to it's that, hard to have the kind of creativity that WandaVision had. Yeah, I think the I think the last episode of of the series, the last episode where Sam Wilson's actually actually acting to ask Captain America was the most fun for me and the super cool. And that's why I can't wait to see the movie. Like I'll be the first person to watch it. I think um I think they wasted a lot of time getting No, you know what? I don't think they wasted time. I just I think I can't I can't decide if I if, if they wasted time or if I was just anxious. Mm -hmm. But now that I saw him in the outfit doing this thing uh, I thought it was pretty cool. So, uh, but I can't think of any other. There's probably some other Easter eggs that I missed. So, hey, people who listen to this, if we're missing any Easter eggs you want us to talk about, please um, let us know. And if there's any questions about the episodes you have that you want me to look at or look, look, look want us to look at, let us know as well. We'll get we'll get into that that stuff. Yeah, maybe we could do a follow up episode on the series. Uh, yeah, yeah. God, that made me think of something. I was gonna. I don't remember what it was. Does it? Does this make you want to go back to the comics at all, or do you feel good? No, I just can't. I just can't read <laughs> comics. Like it, I, I ruin it. No, but see, yeah, that's fair. But like, I feel like you get a pretty good comic education just watching the movies. There's a lot of comic right. stuff in there, so you're doing pretty good. You're not missing. You're, you're missing a lot, but I wouldn't worry too much about it. In a way, though, it's almost better. You know, yeah, like especially with the Thanos blip thing. Like, if I had, oh, I cannot wait to talk about that stuff with you, man. Yeah. I cannot wait to talk about Infinity War in game with you. So much stuff going on. There's so much stuff going on. Okay, all right. So, what do we do? What do we do next? I was thinking maybe we can watch Iron Man and kind of start at the very beginning of the MCU. Yeah, yeah, we'll do Iron Man. We do Iron Man. Sounds good. Okay, all right, cool. So, we'll do that. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, if, if you guys want to kind of follow along, you can watch that movie before our next episode. and um, listen to us. Yeah, uh, what? Uh, yeah, well, we're on Twitter. Mike, you want you want to give him your Twitter handle? Uh, yeah, I'm M I K B R E on Twitter. Uh, and I am J Slax J A Y S L A C K S at uh, on Twitter. I, I, I was going to say at Gmail, but that's <laughs> that's making sense. And uh, we'll we'll get a, a show Twitter account. At, yeah, we do some show notes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. All right, well, all right, Mike. Yeah, good man. Yeah. Thanks a lot. I'll see you for Iron Man next time. Yeah. Talk to you next time.